Good morning to our <laughs> online. Uh-oh, that, that's the alarm to let us know we're finished. We're finished greeting. It is so good to see you guys. How's everybody doing? I don't get this privilege to see you guys on this particular, on this particular way. So I'm excited about hanging out and talking to you guys. Y'all doing well? That's good. Hey, y'all, Sunday, last Sunday was so fun to me. Pastor Mario was telling um, our core team this morning that the beautiful thing about us getting together and celebrating, we just had a glimpse of something that you guys, this faithful crew that's in here, you guys are stirring up this unity in this room. That's why it's hard to make y'all stop talking to people because y'all are just communicating and communicating and won't stop talking and hugging and that makes other people feel so welcome. So y'all, thank you. Give yourself a hand for that. Y'all are doing a great job. <laughs> well, I'm excited. You know, one of the things that I love so much is our names. You know, my name is tomorrow. Now, on count of three, I want y'all to all say your name real loud. One, two, three. Okay, nice. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Beautiful names. When somebody says your name, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Okay, so typically when somebody is saying tomorrow, the, a picture pops up. They'll probably say something like, ooh, so much energy. Talk so loud. All right. What I want them to say is, oh, that's a passionate worshiper. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, your name precedes you. And you have a, quite a job to make sure that you're representing yourself well. Amen? What other people are saying about you. Whenever I think about New Life Church, this particular church that we're in right now, there's a name out there about this church. And what I realize is that when I'm out in the community walking around with a couple of the neighbors, because I'm friends with people in our neighbor, neighborhood, the lady was like, oh, that church, the Lord has always reserved this church. It's, it always was known for a move of the spirit. It's always known for free worshipers. And, and while she's saying that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> you know, and, and, she, and every time I run into people, they would start talking about this church. And I kept thinking, man, that is so cool that I'm a part of something that its name is already out there and I get to continue to add to it. Amen. But the thing is, is the only way that we can add to it is we got to know how to be carriers of that name that precedes us. Y'all know? Like, you got to know how to perceive it, how to continue doing it. And today, that's what exactly what I want to talk about. We're starting a new sermon series. I don't know if it's going to be a series. It is. Okay, we're starting a new sermon series called New Life, but we're talking about being transformed. Amen. All right. So, in Romans... Chapter 12, verse 2, if you're watching online, you'll see my notes are right there in the notes section so you can follow along so you can see how long I'm going to be here. All right, so don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, somebody say, let God transform you into a, everybody say, new person by changing the way you think. Then you would learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Keep that verse up. It says, let God transform you. Everybody say, let God transform me. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that we are a body of believers, Lord God, who want to be transformed by you. But we're asking right now, Holy Spirit, that you would help us. 
Help us, Lord God, as we break open our hearts to receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so this word, transformation, it's an ancient Greek word, and it is um, a word called metamorpho, metamorpho or metamorphosis. Okay, and if you are um, in any type of science, biology, geek nerd, a metamorphosis happens. It's a transformation when something that's immature and it begins to change drastically into an adult stage. If the Bible is telling us that we have to be transformed, what he is saying is that you're immature and I need you to begin to change drastically, all right, to something else. A transformation has to happen. And I'm like, okay, God, you're wanting to transform us. All right. And and God has to do it. Everybody say God has to do it. God has to do it. This word transformation is mentioned again in the Bible in Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 3. It says, six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. He took Peter, James, and John, and he led them. Say, he led them up a high mountain to be alone, and the men watched Jesus. His appearance was transformed, or this word, this metamorphosis right before them, he began to change in front of them as they watched, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Guys, Jesus was transformed in the midst of his dear brothers. Peter, James, and John, a metamorphosis of something that God wanted to do through him. How much more then do God want us to be transformed right in the midst of everybody else where they're going, wow, I remember them being like this, but for whatever reason, I see them like this. I believe that's exactly what God is wanting to do. Many of you are struggling in the things of God because God is saying it's a struggle because I want to transform you. And it's a quick process. Quick. Everybody say quick. Quick. So this is where we see this again. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 18. I'm putting all these scriptures up because I want you to see. So Paul begins to talk to the church based upon the same word, transformation. He's talking to this church, and this is what he says, 1 Corinthians 3, 18. So all of you who have had that veil removed, what they're talking about, that veil removed, that place where you finally come to a conclusion that I need Jesus, this is my salvation, he's lifting this veil off of my eyes to remove so we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. The Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed. This word changed also means transformed into a glorious image. Now, he's not talking to just random people. He's talking to the church. It was the church of Corinth. So today, I'm not just talking to random people. I'm talking to you. Amen. So don't go, oh, man, I, such and such, I wish they was here. Last Sunday, they had a whole lot of people to hear about this. And where are they at today? That doesn't matter. You're here, and God is saying, I want to transform you. Amen. We're going to have this metamorphosis happen, and I believe it's going to happen in the service because I believe God is going to drop faith in your heart for you to realize I have to be transformed. Amen. So becoming transformed. 1 Corinthians 15, 43, 44. So this is where we're going to spend the most of our conversation right here. We're going to talk right here. 
Our bodies are buried in brokenness. My goodness. But they will be raised in what? All right, I just want y'all to talk back. I'm trying to make sure y'all are following along. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in what? Okay. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as what? Okay. For just as our natural bodies, they are also spiritual bodies. You know, the most of the times when we hear this particular scripture is at somebody's funeral. When somebody passed away, they want to remind you, oh, they're raised in glory. Oh, they're raised in strength. They don't have to fight. They don't have to go through this anymore. Oh, that natural body is now going to be raised up and caught up with the Lord. Amen. And guess what? They're saying this is because they're trying to bring comfort to the church. Y'all, I want comfort. So I love when I hear that message that gives me a future, a hope to let me know that God has more for me, more than what I've experienced on this side of earth. Amen. However, this scripture is twofold. We're not just talking about when I die. I'm thankful for that. But what about right now? What hope do I have right now? Have you guys ever thought about that? Like, where is my hope now? Am I going to wait for glory when I die? Do I have to wait for strength when I'm done? Do I have to wait to be spiritually awakened when I'm down deep, deep, deep? No. God actually, Jesus died so that we would experience resurrection life Every day. Remember what I told you. Jesus' body hadn't even gone through the tomb yet, but his body was being transformed right in the eyes of people that were around him, which means he was raised in glory. He was raised in strength, and he also was raised spiritually while he was still alive. <laughs> That's what God wants to do here. But there's a little bit of a process here. Here's a little process, and, and this is where it gets tough. Everybody go, uh-oh. So here, here it comes. The first place it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 43, it says they were buried in brokenness. Oh, Lord, don't bring up brokenness tomorrow. And I won't really talk about that. But we got to talk about it. What, what are things that we're broken about? Brokenness is natural setbacks. Anybody has some natural setbacks in life? Oh, okay, that's everybody in the room because my hand is like natural setbacks. This is being born into a life of confusion. The day that your eyes opened, you were born in confusion. You know, I want to share a testimony that I've gotten permission to share, and it's about my mom. Last Sunday, we were in the kitchen talking, and she began to explain to me that when she was born, she was born to a lady that was married to a man and to a man that was married to a woman. But then the two families, the man and that woman, came together and began to birth her in infidelity. The sad, right? The story gets sad. So then she grows up and she have a half family over here and a half family over there and she doesn't feel like she is whole with anybody. Not really fitting in with anybody. You understand how confused that is? Growing up your whole life confused about that. And if I keep talking about it, we'll all start crying. Because the truth is, is some of you have experiences that are very similar to that. Some of you, you feel like, yeah, that sounds a lot like me. I've been broken. Things are just all confused in my brain and all this. And you know where else um, brokenness is found? It's found in divorce. What about when families just divorce and they just break up a family that was once together? That stuff hurts. Even when the divorce was 
It, it just happened because of unfaithfulness. Y'all know what I'm saying. That's brokenness. What about a death of a loved one? Man, I remember how broken I was when my dad passed. Like, that was a brokenness on the inside of me. I'm like, well, man, this is, this is tough because I wasn't expecting him to die. It would be one thing if somebody just had lived up to like 120 years old. <laughs> They lived up to her, and they lived for, but I wasn't expecting him to, to leave so quickly. I was broken, right? What about abandonment? When people abandon you, when you're walking with people and you're feeling completely abandoned by them, your children abandon you, your spouse abandons you, just different, all these little areas. I mean, the list can go on and on. If I pass this mic around this room, y'all will all start telling me, oh, girl, I know about being broken. This happened and that happened. And we'll just keep going on and on and on and on about things that broke us. Amen. But the Bible says I am buried in this. I'm born into it and I am buried in this. So all of us in this room, yeah, you and you, all of us, we're under this umbrella of brokenness. So then how do I gain new life in the midst of my brokenness? How am I going to be transformed? I have to bury this stuff at the feet of Jesus. See, your brokenness is a gift to you. That's what you got to know. Whatever area that you're broken in the most, that's where the Lord said, that's my gift to you. You get a chance to bring that brokenness to the feet of Jesus and begin to get to a place where you can repent, you can cry out, you get a place where there's sorrow that's filling your heart and your heart can be open to the one that can do what? Buried in brokenness but raised in glory. Amen. And that's exactly what God wants to do. I'm thinking about the woman that broke the alabaster jar at the feet of Jesus. Guys, this woman has been through all kinds of stuff. Stuff that she can't even begin to name. The Bible don't even tell us all the millions of things that she was involved in. I think that sounds a lot like us. We've been born into so much stuff that I can't even put my finger on all the broken things. But I broke it at the foot of Jesus. But what was happening when she broke it at his feet, she didn't even realize that this woman is preparing the death of Jesus Christ. God take that, took that brokenness and began to use it to bring glory to his name. Now, for the rest of our lives, we get a chance to read about the story about this one woman who broke her, her life savings at the foot of Jesus. Everything that I've worked for. Some of you, you have some expensive brokenness. You should be the person. I don't have time to look to my right and my left about what's going on with you. I know what happened with me. And so I'm at the foot of Jesus and I am breaking my heart out because I need him. Why do I need him? Because I need to be raised in glory. Because I don't fit in anywhere. Nothing is working out anywhere that I look. And God said, I've given you a gift. It's your brokenness. Will you break it at my feet? Will you do it? This church should be on fire because every situation that you've walked through has brought you to brokenness. I know it has for me. <laughs> Why in the world am I holding back? You better believe I'm up here jumping around on this stage. You better believe when it's time for me to worship, my heart is burning. If I, well, I am broken. That's who I am. A broken person looking to be raised in glory. That's the resurrection power of Jesus. Amen. You know... I've noticed a lot of times we all are gifted with brokenness. You guys ever break a glass and it, that thing falls on the ground and it, it chips a little bit and you're like, it looks like it can be glued back together. And you go, <laughs> glue it. 
back together. But the problem with that is that glass breaks again. That same part that broke off now shatters more. And you can try to put it back together as much as you like. But then eventually it's really not a good glass. Water get in it and it's oozing out. You're trying to wrap paper towels around it. You can make a mistake and, you know, scrap, scratch your lip or something. <laughs> you know, bruise. You're like, oh, goodness. What is it? But that's many of us. We're broken, but we're trying to fix ourselves. We have been shattered over and over and over again. Some of you, you was just shattered last week. Some of you, you might have been shattered walking into the church this morning. Okay, what is that? I'm broken. But God said, that's my gift to you. But will you bring it to me? Will you let me raise you to glory? Will you cry out? Will you repent? Will you begin to say, God, I need you. I need help. Restore my broken heart. Y'all, if we're going to come to church, we might as well cry out to the Lord. What's the point of coming here if there's no glory? What's the point of coming here if there's no resurrection power? I don't look forward to just talking about God just to say I get to talk about him. No, I want to talk about him because he's raising some things on the inside of me. Amen. We are buried in brokenness but raised in glory. We're being transformed. That's how I'm going to be transformed. You looking for transformation? Break at the feet of Jesus. If you're looking for it, that's how it's going to happen. The next area it says right there in 1 Corinthians, it says, they are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. You can actually keep that um, scripture up for now on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 43 and 44. Um, it says, they are buried in what? I can't hear you. What is it? But they will be raised in what? Okay. A person who is weak recognizes that there is a standard that can't be met. We're always falling short. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to an amusement park or you've gone somewhere where you have to like measure the bar, you got to be 42 inches in order to ride this ride, you know, and some people pass that 42 inches real good, but what about the one kid that gets there, they're the age of everybody else, but they just, they just can't make it, you know, they just, they just can't make it, and, and, and they may have tried to step on their toes, pull their hair up, and they just keep falling below the standard. Well, I actually believe that sometimes in our lives, we strive and we strive, and we strive, and we strive, and we strive so bad to prove to everybody that I can make it, I can do it, I'm, I'm this person. And instead of just saying, dude, I, I don't meet the standard. And I, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay. See, the thing is, is that when we are weak, weakness is just saying, I recognize that I'm not going to meet the standard. I'm, I'm just not going to meet it. And that's being honest with yourself. <laughs> Sometimes we don't like to be honest with ourselves. I, I'm not going to meet this standard, honey. I'm going to fail you again. I'm not going to meet this standard, pastor. I'm going to fail again. And the thing is, is that many times we're not looking for perfection. 
We're just looking for you to recognize that there's weakness there. And the only person that can help me in my weakness is the one God who carries the standard for me. I don't have to carry the standard. I just need to be under it. So the Bible says that I am buried in my weakness. This is what this means. Instead of me trying to strive and strive and strive and prove to you that I am this and prove to you that I am that, I don't have to do that. I'm going to get on my feet. I'm going to bury my heart right there at the foot of the Lord. I'm saying, God, I don't meet this standard. I'm actually sometimes overwhelmed at being a wonderful spouse. Sometimes I'm even just overwhelmed at being a single. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed at being a parent. I feel like I'm failing. I can feel the guilt and condemnation falling over me, and I don't know what to do. And God is like, bury yourself in weakness, because where you are weak, I will give you the strength, the supernatural strength that you would need. That's it. The Bible says we all fall short of the standard of God, which means nobody is going to make it perfectly. So you know what, the, what it looks like? It looks like a person kneeling down before the Lord. I'm knelt down before the Lord, and I'm declaring honor. I'm declaring my reverence, and I'm standing in awe of the one who can meet the standard. I don't have to try to work myself into a forensic so I can prove to you that I can do it. I'm just going to bow my knee to the one that can. Amen. And then you know what he does? He don't leave me just standing around in my shortcomings. No, he gives me supernatural strength to get it done. I know where my knee is bent toward. So when my knee is bent toward the Lord, I get myself right on up and there's a strength that comes through. Not that he takes me out of shortcomings. No, he helps me walk through them. And some of you, you're asking God to remove the shortcoming, but he can't. You don't meet the standard. <laughs> but he strengthens you. What is he doing? Raising you to strength. You say, well, Pastor, I don't like that. That don't feel good. Well, hey, that's a part of the game. We're imperfect. But we have a father who, ha we, who sent his son Jesus to do this very thing for us, guys. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to strengthen you in that marriage. I'm going to show you how to be a great mom, father. I'm going to strengthen you in this place of your singleness. And I really believe some of you in here, you're battling with like sin stuff that you like, God, I know I love you, but I can't seem to get out of this. And the Lord was like, it's because you're trying to fix it. But can you break this thing at my feet? Will you bury your weakness so I can give you strength to overcome it? Y'all, there is something supernatural that happens when we bury our weakness. And if you feel like, I don't know what this girl is talking about, I'm telling you, it's because your weakness is not buried. I, I, I'm serious. We serve a God that has resurrected power, and my God, I know for sure, has helped me overcome and given me strength. I'm standing right here today because I'm in his strength. <laughs> Amen. I'm in his strength. Whew. The thing with weakness, you just got to make sure your knee is bent toward the right person. I'm always here for us talking and sharing my faults with you because the Bible says that we confess our faults one to another so we can be healed. And I'm always there for that. But the thing is, is that if your knee is not bent toward Jesus, you're going to look for a miracle in someone who cannot give it to you. And many times we try to bend our knees toward people, circumstances that cannot give us strength. The Bible says don't put your hope in man. There is no hope for you there. You don't put your, don't put your faith in them. Guys, the girl that's holding this mic, my knee is bent toward God. 
I'll encourage you. I'll say everything that I could say to make you know that God is with you. But ultimately, if your knee is not bent toward Jesus, you're not going to experience the resurrection power about this circumstance that you need. So today, if you're looking for the transformation in this area where you're weak, bend your knee in weakness toward Jesus. Everybody say amen. 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 All right. So there we go. So God is looking for buried in brokenness so he can raise me to glory. He's looking for me to be buried in my weakness so that I can be raised in strength. And in this last area, my favorite area. Oh, this is my favorite area. He says, they will be raised as spiritual bodies. Oh, let me go back. They are buried as natural human bodies. Everybody say, oh, Lord. Natural human bodies. That's, that's, this, this is flesh. These natural bodies that we have, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. Man, when I was reading this, I was like, Lord, this is crazy. But <laughs> sometimes when you are, you know, prepping and you feel the Holy Spirit, like, messing with your heart, he, he reminds you of what that natural human flesh is like, that natural human body. Well, the human makeup, so our makeup is made up of our mind, will, and emotions. All right? Guys, we are spiritual beings. I know you like to think, uh-uh, I got a brain. My brain is teaching me how to do No, 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 no. You are a spiritual being occupying a body. If you die today, your brain, your heart, all your organs, they're going to still be in your body, but your spirit would no longer be there, okay? The problem with this is then, because I am occupying a body, I am going to then have to train my spirit how to operate in this body. And that's the thing that many people don't like to hear. Your spirit has to be trained to operate in that body that God has given you. Oh, my gosh. But that flesh... Boy, it's like, ooh, it wakes up with you every morning. <laughs> I mean, every morning. And, and it wants to, you, you ever try to tell your mind, come on, let's get up. But your mama, oh, no, not today. Not today. I, <laughs> that mind, to, or, or let somebody ask you to do something. That mind go, huh? Okay, I'm going to tell you all this. <laughs> I'm telling on myself the other day, and Mario's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Mario said, tomorrow. Can, can you make me some bath water? And I stopped. I stopped and I looked. And the, this is what my thoughts said. And what are you doing that you can't go and make your own water? <laughs> and as sure as my name is tomorrow, the Lord reminded me, and that flesh is still alive. You need to bear that. And I was sitting there, and, and I'm not like saying we got to be like overly, um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is that it's alive. And I did everything I could possibly do to avoid running that bathwater. I became so busy. Got to get these clothes out of the dryer. Got to get over here. Boy. And I didn't work myself up. And after a while, I was like, tomorrow, get in there and go run that bathwater. It's not that big of a deal. And then when I came in there, he was running the bathwater. I was like, oh, well, you didn't have to do it. <laughs> You know, and the, and the Lord was like, you see that? Your mind, your will, and your emotions all need to be buried. You are just a mess in this house, okay? All right, and I'm talking about me because I know that doesn't ever happen to anybody else. But this is just me. It happened to me, but it can happen to you. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, but here's the thing about me. When I first got saved back in 2004, I, I feel like I always loved God. I loved being around God's people. I enjoyed going to church because my parents brought me to church, so I better enjoy it or just hate it. But I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed being at church because I got to see people. Um, but I had a life. This was church, and this was my life. Amen? But when I went off to Louisiana, which a lot of times you guys will hear us talking about it, when I went off to Louisiana, I remember going to a Freedom Weekend, kind of like what we do here at the beginning of the year at New Life. I went to a Freedom Weekend. But as they began to talk about Jesus, I recognized something. I recognized that I, I knew Jesus, but I never really followed him. I never let him lead me anywhere. Y'all know, like, he never led me anywhere. But, I mean, I just, I was like, I like singing songs about you because it's fun. These songs feel so good. They give me butterflies. That's my favorite song, you know. And I just realized with everything in my heart that I just, I hadn't followed him. I wasn't. And then the, and the Lord, I spent all of my 20s all the way up until I was like 30. So from 20 to 30. I stuck my hand out after God radically just reminded me to follow him, and I let somebody lead me. And I think your natural flesh has to be led. It does, and it's scriptural, because even as we read this, be ye transformed by the renewing of the Lord, but the Lord has to lead you into transformation. I'm like, okay, because you yourself are not going to be transformed. You can't do it. Jesus led his disciples to the high mountain. They didn't lead themselves up there. He, they were led there. And I recognized that that's what I was doing. I needed to stick my hand out and let somebody lead me. Now, you know how hard that is? Because my mind, my will, and my emotions was big. You ain't about to tell me what to do. I am a grown woman. <laughs> And nobody is going to tell me what to do. But I knew that if I needed this flesh to be buried, somebody was going to have to lead me. And that's tough, especially for strong women. Okay? It's, it's really tough. But I allowed it. So the first part about burying your human flesh is you're going to have to allow yourself to be led. You are. Your mind is not going to... Your mind is not about to tell you, oh, it's a good day today. Why don't you go ahead and read your Bible? Turn on that amazing worship song. Most of the times, we turn on the worship song when we're going through a heartbroken moment. But what about when everything is going just fine? Do you tell yourself, let me just get on my knees before the Lord and honor him? No, because everything is fine. It's when you're broken that you get on your knees. It's when you're feeling weak you get on your knees. But what, when you're, but what happens when you just say, uh-uh, today is a perfect day to get on my knees? Who is going to lead me down there? I'm not going to lead myself down there. Shucks, my knees hurt. <laughs> you know, you, my knees hurt or whatever. But what I begin to recognize is that in order for a person to be buried, this human, you got to train yourself to do what it's supposed to do. So I'm going to train myself, number one, to be accountable. Accountability is allowing myself to be led. Guys, I remember the first time I did not want to go to church. I'm going to say this one because this is a big one. 
I was tired, and I didn't feel like going. And I have rights. If I don't want to go, I don't have to go, right? I was tired. So I called up my Bible study leader, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm coming today. And she said, well, why? I said, I, you know, I just, I just don't really feel like it today. Is that okay with you? And she got real quiet, and she said, well, if I told myself that I don't want to do something, or if it's based upon my feelings, I'm never going to get anything done. And I said, oh, okay. She's like, but you know, whatever you want, but I'm just going to say, if you're going to base this thing off of how you're feeling, you're never going to get it done. And basically, you're never going to see the growth that you're looking for because you're going to always be led by, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I don't want to go. I just, I, it didn't feel good to me this, this time. The music wasn't quite right. It was a little loud or it was too soft. They didn't sing my part the way I wanted them to sing it. And you're leading all this stuff by your feelings and your emotions, your mind, your will, and it's leading you. And you're never going to see the transformation that you're going to see because you just won't allow yourself to be accountable. I hung that phone up, and guess what? I put my clothes on. I says, looks like I'm going to be there tonight. <laughs> I am. And the truth is that I needed it. Y'all, I needed somebody to help me stay accountable. Not because I'm perfect. It's because I'm not perfect. And because I knew that my will was so strong. You can ask my mom. It's a strong-willed kid. And I'll argue myself out of anything. Okay? But the truth is, is that you guys, you need to find some accountability and let somebody lead you. Stop coming up with five million excuses of why you're not going to do something and just say, you know what? I'm about to just get on up and stop playing. I'm just Let me get up. Let me get up. Why? It's because I'm trying to be transformed. I want to be transformed. Transformation happens when I let somebody lead me. When, when they lead me. Train yourself to fast. Many times it's fun to fast when everybody in the church fasting with you. Because then you're like, yeah, I ain't eating no sugar today. I ain't eating no fried foods this week. I'm not doing that. And you're doing all these things. But what happens when you call yourself to a fast? When nobody else is doing it. And just conveniently, somebody at your job brings nice glazed donuts in the break room. You got to win. Okay, somebody just fell out in the back. <laughs> uh, you got to learn how to win and overcome things in your flesh. Guys, you got to call yourself to it. Yo, I, I don't know if you know this, but if you're going to be raised as spiritual bodies, your appetites can't lead you. I heard a pastor say one time he was fasting, and he heard over the loudspeakers, there are hot biscuits in the garden area. And that man said he took off and went to the garden area. And, and the crazy thing is when he got back there, he was like, where are the biscuits? And the guy said, biscuits? He said, you said there were hot biscuits. He said, no, there are hibiscus. <laughs> Why? Those appetites, y'all, they, they rule us. Y'all are laughing, but some of you, your appetites are so out of control. And I'm not even just talking about food appetites. I'm talking about all kinds of appetites, social media appetites. You got food appetites, addicted to people appetites, all kinds of stuff that you just got to keep up with Beyonce. I just got to know what she's doing. I got to know where she is. I got to get my clothes. It's just appetites that are so out of control. Why? It's because you're going to have to put that flesh to death. You are. And the only way to put it to death is allow yourself. You're going to have to say, I am putting this thing to death. 
I want to be raised as a spiritual body. I'm not waiting to hear the trumpet sound so that when Jesus comes and my body is raised, that's great. No, I'm being raised right now. I'm training myself to hear it right now. I'm not waiting. I am not waiting. I'm, I'm going to start right now. I'm going to train myself. And every round gets better and better. So what do I have? These are things that you should train yourself and train yourself to fast. Train yourself to be accountable. Allow yourself to go to church. Can I just tell y'all something? Churches are empty everywhere. Do you know why? It's because people's mind, will, and emotions don't feel like they need it anymore. But let me tell you something. You better train yourself to get up out of that bed and get going. You get to do everything you want to do Monday through Saturday. Why not start my week off in the house of the Lord where I'm hearing the word of God, where I'm allowing myself to die to my flesh. I am buried in this human flesh, buried. I'm not waiting. I am not waiting until I die to be buried. I'm buried right now. Okay, so that means if you're married, husband and wife teams, submit to each other. Oh, some nice refining happened in that. And it's not one-sided, okay? It's not one-sided. You know, if, if you're single, allow yourself to be led right in your local church. Give your hand away. Here you go. Oh, not, not too much. Okay, here you go. Not, not too much. Now, this is my life. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. You know, before we got up here, me and the ladies were in the back talking. And, and I'm not, like, shaming them, but they was like, I'm pretty much open to whatever. But. Don't stick me in this particular ministry. I don't think that's the place for me. But then it all came back. They said, but if they, but if they need help, I guess I'll just go on over there. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm just teasing them. But in reality, that's how we are sometimes. We're like, Lord, I'll do what you want, but don't ask me to do that because I just, but, but if you need me, I'll do it. And he said, I need you. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, brokenness happened all over again. And the Lord said, yes, I love when you're broken. <laughs> so that's the thing. God wants transformation to happen in three places in your life. First is through brokenness. This is what you're experiencing every day. Some of you, you experience brokenness a lot. All right? The greater the brokenness, the greater the glory. Just remember that. You, but you have to break it at his feet. Don't hold it. The second place is weakness. Stop trying to strive in your own flesh. Just be man or woman about it and say, I bow my knee before you, God. I reverence you. I honor you. I'm in awe of you, Lord God. You get the glory. I'm bowing my knee asking that you would give me strength to work through it. He's not taking it away all the time. He can, but strength to work through it. Amen. Work through. And the last one is I take my natural body, that's my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I go ahead and bury it real deep. Some of you, you're going to have a problem with that burial. As soon as we get ready to walk out of here, you're going to say, Lord, no, not today. Let me start on Monday. The Lord said, oh, no. Today is a good day for you to give your hand away. Allow yourself to be accountable. Bring, allow yourself to be disciplined in the things of God so that you can be sensitive to enough to the spirit when you know that your spiritual body is being developed. Guys, the Bible says that on that great day, a trumpet is going to sound. That's what the Bible says, right? 
And when the trumpet sounds, those who are dead, so naturally already dead, will rise first. But those of us who are still alive will begin to be raised. Why in the world, then, do I need to wait to be risen with the Lord when the trumpet sound? Uh-uh. I'm being raised right now. So that when it begins to happen and that trumpet goes, my spirit has already been there, Lord. I was already buried. I already know what it feels like to when my spirit rises up. And some of you, that's the thing. You don't even know how to, it feels to rise up in the spirit of God because you're so alive. You're just alive. But when you're dead, you know how to rise up in the spirit. Worship music, come on, and I'm already ready. I'm like, come on, where am I? Where am I at? Even though my flesh is like, not today. You did that last week. It was more people here. Why are you got to do it again today? Because I'm not, I'm not consulting that emotion. But believe me, it's there. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. So that's the thing, guys. We're going to be transformed. Amen? And that's what I want to tell you today. Be transformed. Put your hand over your heart. Close your eyes. I believe that as I was praying and talking, the Lord was messing with many of your hearts in the room. Some of you, you've been walking around same problems for years, dancing around it, and the Lord is saying, I am done with you doing that. Are you going to allow me to place my glory on the inside of you? Are you gonna allow me to put the strength on the inside of you that you need? Are you gonna allow me to raise you spiritually? Or are you just gonna keep playing around with this thing year after year, year after year, decade after decade? And I believe many of you, your answer is to that is like, I don't want to, but I don't know how. I feel like my life is a mess. And God is saying, but I brought you here today so that I can do it in you. So nobody looking around, if you need to do business with God, I'm not here to embarrass you. But you know who you are. The whole time I was talking, some of you, your heart was probably beating out of your chest. And you're like, oh, God. Today is your funeral. It is. And the Lord is saying, I'm ready to raise you. So with no one looking around, if you're saying, I need to do business with Jesus, I need my heart to get in the right place so that I can be raised to glory, raised to strength. I need you, Jesus. If that's you in this room with no one looking around, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray for you. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hands. Thank you. Thank you very much. I see your hands. You can put your hands down. And now what I want everybody to do with your hands still over your heart, I want everybody to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Today, I break open my heart before you. Lord, my heart is broken. And you see it. And you know it. But I need you to raise me to glory. Father, I'm weak in so many areas. Every time I look up, there's another shortcoming. I'm falling short every day. I'm feeling insecure. Raise me in strength. Father, I need you in this flesh of mine. My appetites are everywhere, but I need to be raised spiritually. I love you, Jesus. 
I accept what you've done on the cross for me. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. I'm rescued. I'm raised by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you guys give God a hand clap of praise? You guys can do better than give God a hand clap of praise. So here's my next step for you who raised your hand in the seat back in front of you or if you're online. I want you to fill that card out. That's right. Go ahead and slay your flesh, fill that card out, and in a minute, you're going to take that card and you're going to drop it in the offering bucket. But on the card, the next step is baptism. And let me just say this. Many times, people don't want to go through with the process of baptism. But let me tell you something. You want to put your flesh to death? Go ahead and dip yourself in the water because your flesh is going, I don't want to do that. Being wet is just not fun. Lord, you know I love you. Why do I have to do it? Because Jesus did it. (laughs) And if he was willing to put his flesh down in there, that's where we better go to, okay? So you just check on that box. I need to be water baptized. This week, my husband and myself will reach out to you. If you're online, just say, hey, listen, I made a decision. I am willing with everything inside of me to be put to death. My funeral, and it's starting. Every day, we're going to celebrate your funeral while you're on this side of earth. Amen. So, guys, give yourself a hand clap of praise again for that. That's right. So you're going to fill that card out, drop it in the offering bucket. If you're online, you're just going to simply just say, I made a decision, and I will reach out to you personally um, to get you to your next step. All right. Y'all feeling good? Everybody love Jesus? Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to prepare to dismiss. Guys, I love God. I'm just a faith girl. Hey, Online audience, we love you so much. We pray that you would join us in the church. We're getting ready to dismiss. Um, If you prepared yourself to give, you can give online. There's several ways for you to do that. Knock yourself out. I don't know all the different platforms because my husband is the one that usually says it all, and I'm not going to say it as eloquent as him. But you know the ways if you're watching online. But those of us who are in this room, if you are prepared to give, you um, will be able to do that. So we love you guys online. Let's give online audience um, a hand. They wish to see you in the room. Ain't that right, guys? We wish to see you guys in the room. Well, we love you so much, and we will see you right here next Sunday. We have prayer on Wednesday. Amen. All right. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and pray. We're going to go ahead and um, if you're doing the offering, you guys can come down. But, Father God, I thank you for your people. Lord God, I am praying for resurrected power to come over every person that's in this room. That you would not leave here waiting for someone else to resurrect you, but you would find it at the foot of Jesus. Father, take our broken hearts. Take our weakened vessels, Lord God. Take these bodies, Lord God, that are so active um, in what it wants to do and lead us to you. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody say, I am transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, well, you are dismissed. We love you so much. If you're prepared to give, you can do that at this time. We will see you Wednesday at 6.30.